This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Zach and I getting married, buying a house, starting a family, raising that family, then I grow very bitter towards Zach, take a very large insurance policy out on him, take Zach on a cruise ship, and then murder him, pretend that it's a suicide (laughs) or an accident, and then collect all that insurance money, and then remarry my one true love. Zach's father. (laughs) I feel like you gave away your plan, though. (laughs) That was my hair. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing Oh Brother, Where Where Art Thou? Um, You know. It's a fun Coen Brothers film. It is. This is a very fun film. And I, as I'm watching this, I was like, I kind of wish this is how Peanut Butter Falcon turned out a little bit. Like uh, a little bit more like lighthearted yeah. adventure movie. Yeah, yeah. I felt like this was a better blend for it. But you did, do you now see like kind of like the reference that I, that I made from the Peanut Butter Falcon where I was kind of like, it kind of felt like they were just going through like they found themselves in all these different scenarios, especially when they mm-hmm. found themselves at the religious guy's house. And that felt like the baptism kind of scene for me when 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 everyone's like singing and, and they find themselves go like running to the lake and getting baptized. Yeah. Um. I was like, man, this reminds me of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So I'm glad that we ended up doing this because not a perfect film. No. No, there's some holes to it. Yeah, and, and, and I I think the ending for me is like, it, it? gets annoying because it <laughs> feels like the movie's going to end like six times and yes. it just never does. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to all that. Zach, give us the rundown. Who's in it? Who directed it? All right, guys. So Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? came out in 2000, directed by Joel Cohen, but it was written by Ethan and Joel. Yes. So, Coen Brothers, you have George Clooney as Everett. You have John Turturro, who plays Pete. Mm-hmm. You have Tim Blake Nelson, who plays Delmar. Yep. And then just to throw it in, man, you got John Goodman, Always who plays Big Dan Teague. <laughs> and then you have Chris Thomas King, who plays Tommy Johnson, who yeah. I was very surprised about. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know a lot about like Tommy Johnson as a mm, whole. No. So... What I found that I loved about this film, and we'll get into it more, is that they added in, like, actual people right. from, like, the time era. Mm-hmm. So if you want to give us the rundown, and then I'll go yeah. in more into so, it. So at its uh, core, this is a film about three convicts who escape, I think, I believe it's, like, the 1930s, mm-hmm. uh, deep in the South. And they, they escape from, uh, like, a chain gang, pretty much. Just, you know, you're going to take rocks and <laughs> smash them into smaller smash rocks. Yeah. <laughs> And they're kind of going out on the search for, like, a hidden treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just kind of are also being chased by Lucifer. <laughs> kind of? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're being chased. They're being hunted down by, like, sheriffs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of find themselves in, like, weird, funny, like, kind of just quirky situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and borderline, I would, I would make the argument that this is kind of a musical. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is some great music to this film yeah and the song that they write as the soggy bottom, soggy boy, bottom no, boys. it's so much fun <laughs> yeah but i wouldn't i wouldn't classify it as a musical. i would say that's borderline a musical because almost every scenario that they find themselves in there's a song yeah but they don't full-on sing it uh, kind of do <laughs> there's the soggy bottom boys part there's the ending there's the sirens that- there's the sirens there's the, the the christians or whatever they are that are all like singing 
there's a lot of music in this there movie. There is. And I don't know. And it's borderline a musical, but it's not. I, yeah, it's kind of like a weird gray area where it's not quite a musical, but there's definitely a lot of musical pieces in the film. And I actually pretty much enjoy every single one. Like La La Land. No, La La Land's a full-blown musical. Eh. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. So first th- first impressions on Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Zach? How'd you feel? I enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, like I thought this was like a lighthearted version. Yeah to peanut butter falcon yeah and that's what i i went into and that's what i wanted out of this mm-hmm. especially watching like the trailer mm-hmm. i was like man look at how like this is gonna be a fun movie yeah. this is gonna be like a movie i can sit down and i can just be like i'm gonna have some fun today yeah and that's where like i i really enjoyed it and was surprised by it where they started adding like actual people in history mm-hmm. so like you have in there like i said tommy johnson right. who and it's so ironic because where they found him, and that's where like I did a little research, and I was like, wait, are they talking about the Tommy Johnson? Yeah. Because when they meet him at the crossroads, that is an actual, like, I, I want to say, like, myth or folklore to mm-hmm. him because Tommy Johnson was, like, a huge blues guitarist yeah. in the South. Mm-hmm. And there was this whole controversy that he sold his soul to the devil by yeah. meeting him at midnight. Yep. And the devil tuned his guitar, and then he ended up like being able to play incredibly well. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was incredibly cool, and to add him onto it. Uh-huh. And then at the same time, too, you have George Nelson in it, who is Babyface Nelson, who yeah. was actually like yep. a bank robber yeah. in the time period. Uh-huh. So I thought adding those characters in made it feel a little bit more like this was... A historic film rather than just like a crazy out there film well i mean the film is actually based off of a book called the odyssey which mm-hmm. i'm not sure if you've ever read the odyssey by um, homer yeah yeah so like it's you know it definitely like is inspired heavily by the odyssey which i think but i think that they do it in a way that makes it a lot more like digestible yeah i mean more so like the sirens you definitely see that yeah like that's just straight up like the odyssey <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but I mean, it was still really fun to have like three girls that just sang to them, and then they just they just, just got just, blackout drunk. Yeah, and, pretty much. But it, it kind of left and they you believe that they, <laughs> <laughs> it left the that they turned them into a frog. I mean, it's just it's just so funny. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. So I mean, I think that this movie, except for like the ending for me, which is like pretty much my only gripe with the movie, is that mm-hmm. I feel like Ethan Cohen just didn't know how to fucking end the movie, so he just kept like. Creating like, more endings. Yeah, like it just—it was a movie where, because like he kept doing like the fade out, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, this is the end of the film, and then it just fades back into another scene, and then it fades back out, and you're like, all right, that that could be the ending, and then it fades back in, and it happens like three times, I want to say. Yeah. And you just never know like when this movie's actually going to end, and I just feel like he was just so like lost on how to end the film. But other than that, I think like this movie movie is pretty much like perfectly fucking paced. I think like, so. They're always like going, getting to the next thing, and they're and and I love every single time they get like to a, like a new little adventure. It's just like it's so unique and it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when they first like run, I mean, well, first off, you got your three main characters, yeah. and they're you got Everett, who is like, I guess you would say like the intelligent, like smart, like one that doesn't actually seem like he's from the south he actually seems more of like a city boy yeah he's very charismatic especially too with like the dapper dan yeah where it's like and the he hair cares, and the- <laughs> he cares a lot about his hair yeah. and i will say like i haven't seen a lot of george clooney oh really i i honestly cannot say that i've seen like a lot of george clooney oh, okay. and even so like the things that i have seen of george clooney yeah and i mentioned this before where it's like i know he's a great actor i know he's in almost everybody's top 10 list yeah 
but, but you just I, haven't... I just haven't seen anything where I'm like, wow, this is why. Yeah. I loved him in this as Everett. Yeah. And he brought, um, like, very similar to almost, like, the charisma of Lieutenant Aldo Rain. Yeah, yeah, Glorious yeah. Bastards. Like, very similar, especially to the way that they look. Mm-hmm. And I almost thought that Brad Pitt was in this film for a little... Like, when I was watching the trailer. Yeah. Until I found out it was George Clooney. Oh, you I thought was that like, was Brad Pitt? Yeah. <laughs> just, he just looked so similar. Yeah, yeah. But I really loved, like, M- Everett's character in this. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's real fun. I love, like, how... How he's just like he's just obsessed with his hair. Like, yeah. like that's like his big quirk. And I mean, like he's like willing to almost give himself up to prison and and to be caught just to like go get his pomade. Yeah, he's you know? like, oh, maybe I can come around the back of the barn <laughs> while it's on fire. Yeah, like it's just it's just so funny. Um, so yeah, and then you have what's his name? You Pete have, and Delmar. Yeah, you got you got Pete and Delmar, and Pete is like your stereotypical like not intelligent southern guy Mm -hmm. i was almost waiting for like an of mice and men type feel to these guys not you don't no it definitely doesn't go there no but i i almost felt like it at least from the trailer i felt like okay yeah um and then delmar who's just kind of like delmar for me is kind of like a like character who's just kind of like i'm here for the ride like i don't know what i'm doing but like here we go like i I don't know he's just like he reminds me of like just like that friend that you have that's kind of just like down to do whatever just like all right fuck it let's go yeah i mean that was probably like one of the biggest things that i had going against this film Mm -hmm. is that you have such a strong character of like everett with Mm -hmm. like charisma and he stands apart but then you have pete and delmar who have no real like characteristics to them like they're almost one in the same yeah and that's where i was like it's not making for a dynamic trio there. Yeah. Because you can you you obviously know Everett's the leader and he's the one. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Delmar and Pete just get left behind. Yeah. Yeah, understandably. I I, I get that. But you know, I, yeah, for sure like George Clooney in this movie is like the main character. Yes. Like you could tell that like they kind of focused a lot on like making him like the likable one that you like really do follow because at the end of the day i mean he really is the main character like he's yeah. the one that you really get that ending with like mm-hmm. at the end of the film when he's like with his wife and all that like you're the like you're you're following him mm-hmm. you know and they're being followed by a string of seven kids right <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway uh yeah i don't know I, I think that it's a very just fun movie like when when you sit down and you just watch it i mean again it's not perfect like the end the the not knowing how to end it is kind of like a little annoying for me and you know like i think some of the camera work is it's not it's okay it's not the greatest like made film like from a technical aspect Mm -hmm. but i think like when you just go into it just expecting like just a fun little story that's kind of like what it is and and i think that this movie really excels a lot i mean i I love all of the little i I would almost call them like vignettes like they Mm kind of just find themselves in all these different scenarios but they all work cohesively together and i think it all kind of like comes together because like this this time watching it around i was like i don't really care too much about like this like governor mayor guy like in that whole like little side story but then like when you get to the end and you realize like how it all comes together i'm like you know what like it it, works it it, it totally works like for me well that's why like i i don't know if i missed something like i don't know if i like i looked away for a second and then everything changed because for me i was confused on how they got into like the booth to record the song so easily oh right and then so they they met up with what's his name um yeah tommy tommy yeah and and he's just like yeah man i'm trying to get down to this like recording studio because i'm told that if i if i sing in like you know there's a guy who pays like money for people who like sing well 
So then they're just like, all right, cool. So then they just drive there and then just walk in. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> but then even so, like when Pete's like taken captive as a prisoner again, it's so easy for them to break him out. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do agree with that. I'm just like, how do they just break back into prison and then just leave again? Yeah, but. This is one of those movies where it's like, don't look too far into it. Like, you know, like you're just, it's just supposed to be like a fun film. Um, but yeah, I mean, when they, when they're like <laughs> talking about, I think it's, is it Rabbit? I don't remember. Oh, what, Gopher. Oh, Gopher. Right, right, right. <laughs> want some Gopher? And, and, and like, they just keep going back and forth, but they're like also like just being mesmerized by all like the people in the white robes, like walking and singing, but they're also continuing that conversation yeah. of the Gopher. <laughs> it's like really, really funny. It is. And I love when, when they get baptized and he's, and uh, what's his name? I think it's. Uh, Delmar. Delmar is like mm. he's like he washed away all my sins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a new man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's just a fun fucking movie, man. But you know, so I I think I don't know if there's like a debate about this mm-hmm. or if it's um if it is if it's kind of just cut and dry. But like, do you think that that is the devil that is chasing them? What because Tommy says. Mm-hmm. Like I sold my soul to the devil, and they're like, and they're like, well, what did he look like? And then what's his name is like, oh, you know, he's got like a pitchfork and red, blah blah blah. blah. And Tommy's like, no, 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 no. He's like, he's just a white man, as white as you guys. He's bald, and he like carry any any any, and he's got a hound with him, like a hound dog. Mm-hmm. And that's who's chasing them this yeah, entire Cooley, film. I think they they named him for the film. Yeah, but he's not actually like named at all, like while they're doing everything. Right. And because I watch it with like closed captioning on, they said like Cooley for like oh, his okay. lines. Yeah, 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 right. So it was like, all right, I guess. I mean, you did have that awesome scene where it's like when Pete is being tortured by the uh, the officers, mm-hmm. and he comes up and like through his glasses, the like fire. one eye is just on fire. Yeah, like just from the reflection of it. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Because I think and, he's he's the devil. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see like how that kind of is. I don't like to me they didn't full on enforce the fact that like okay the devil is following them. Yeah. I can see where people would think that though. Yeah. And I don't know if you think that. I think he's the devil. Mm-hmm. I would say so. I mean from the from mm-hmm. the way that Tommy like describes him and uh yeah and I mean and like like you said like the fire in the eyes when like he's talking to him and all that I think that that is supposed to be like I don't know why Lucifer is deep in the south being a sheriff somewhere mm-hmm. when he could probably do some other devil shit but like <laughs> well they got the TV show of him now where he's like handsome and he's I fucking up s- shit oh right Lucifer right yeah I never saw that That's a, it's a DC show which oh is, is it? crazy yeah because Lucifer is like a DC character <laughs> yeah it would <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah how, did, how did Lucifer become a DC character? I don't know. DC got like really crazy like in the 50s and they were just like, let's add in all this stuff. We're going to add the devil himself. Yeah. All Marvel right. did it the same way, but they named him differently. Where, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. They named him Mephesto in, uh, in Marvel. And is it like religious? Is it like, or is it just like, no, that's just the devil? They throw like puns in here and there where it's like oh what are you one of those guys who believe in god uh, okay <laughs> my, I, I don't know if i'll classify that as a pun but <laughs> <laughs> well you get what i'm saying though he's witty in the show yeah okay. i didn't watch it but he's witty all right all right um yeah so i mean what so like what is like personally like your favorite little thing that they get themselves in um i love the the george nelson 
Yeah. Like the baby face stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like they're just walking and like he shows up and like he's got the money flying out of his car. Yeah. And they're like, well, come on, get in, boys. I don't have time to figure out where we're going. <laughs> and like they get in and it's like, hey, can you hold the steering wheel real quick? And then like he pulls the out the Tommy, Tommy gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> and then like when they stop, it's like, we're going to make a record, boys. Three banks in two hours. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. I, I, I do enjoy him. And I mean, at the end when he's just like. We're gonna get executed. He's just so happy. They're gonna fry me like a rabbit, boys. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I think my favorite is probably the the sirens, and I, yeah. I think I think I like it just because it has that Odyssey aspect. Yeah, to it. I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of like what it what it is for me. And I and I always enjoy when they think that Pete gets turned into a toad. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think that he actually became a toad? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking to myself, I was like, this movie is going to be bullshit if he actually got turned into a toad. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, they actually added witches into this? Yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and then John Goodman, man. John Goodman is so fucking charismatic I, in this movie. I fuck, I wrote it down in my notes. I was like, John Goodman needs to do more Southern roles. <laughs> he is so fucking charismatic and dapper in this film. Yeah. Real We're, fat, though. Yeah. Like, so, well, like, I this mean, is maybe John Goodman at his biggest. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that, too, when, like, they're eating at the picnic, and it's like, I appreciate that y'all didn't talk while we were eating. <laughs> I feel it's a negative aspect to the eating. You know, I, 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 the, the dialogue in this film is so good. Yes. Like, it is, it is the way that they talk to one another, the wittiness of everybody, and... And how the characters just kind of react and whatnot. I mean, it is just a. It's it's just makes the film. I think it makes the film like paced even better. Yeah. Because they have like, you're you're kind of like like known for this. The the southerners are kind of known more for like that like long southern draw, and they take a lot longer to speak and talk. Mm -hmm. And then you have Everett, who's like this fast like witty speaker. Yeah. So it's kind of like makes like a very fun like little dynamic between everybody. Um, yeah, so I think the witches or the whatever you want to call them, the sirens, the witches, whatever mm. it is for me, is the, is my favorite. But John Goodman, when he shows up and he and he crushes the toad, <laughs> I mean, it's he just, takes off the tree branch and like, let me show you, boys. Yeah, and like Everett is just like, I don't think I'm quite seeing what you're saying here. And like, <laughs> he knocks him out and then he spits out the core. Yeah, it is just it's just such a fun film. Yeah. Um, and then you know the whole I, I did I did appreciate the fight between Everett and his wife's like new husband. Oh, that was hilarious! It's just so funny. Where like Everett's like so ready, and this guy is just, just ducking the shit He's out just of him, ducking man. Every punch, and then <laughs> I love that too. Where it's like Everett gets punched, and he does like that double take. I'm like, hold up, I'm coming back at you. Ah, <laughs> oh, and I guess that kind of leads into like my least favorite character in the film, which is Everett's wife. Yeah, I just don't really like feel like I need that whole side story at all. Well, that's pretty much like the main story because you find out like the whole treasure thing was bullshit. Right. And it was just him trying to yeah. break out to stop the newly remarriage. But he, he didn't even know about it really until it was more like just to get back to his kids and like whatnot. Yeah. And he didn't even know that, you know, that she was getting remarried. I don't think. No, he did. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't remember that. Because that was the whole thing where it's like he was trying to get out to stop the wedding. Right, 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 right. Yeah, be- and because Pete had like two weeks left, and he was like, "Well, I can't wait two weeks. They'll be married by then." Oh, right, right, yeah. So you know, uh, but that is kind of like my least favorite aspect because she is such like just, you know, yeah, not a great person. I hate her so much, and like how he is like it's kind of like a there will be blood situation where it's like 
homeboy broke his leg and then just fucking crawled through the desert to get to where he is. And yeah. like in this movie, it's like, all right, they went through so much shit to get to you. And you're still going to act like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I I could have done without because like it's become such a cliche when you have like Southern period pieces where you have to have like a KKK scene. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I did not need this. Like it was, it was a fun scene of like them trying to like break out Tommy Johnson. Yeah. But I didn't need. I this. really like when they throw the flag and he catches oh, yeah. it. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah!" And everyone's like nodding their heads, like, "All right, cool, cool, cool." And then the fucking crucifix falls and everyone dies. I guess. Yeah, I don't but know. I, but I did. It, that does lead though into one of my favorite scenes, which is where that opposing governor mm. like comes in and mm-hmm. he's like, "I am part of a circus." Uh, uh, what does he say? Like a, a, certain, a certain secret, secret society yeah, that like, I, I don't do. think I need to mention <laughs> the name. You know what I mean? Like, like he does like lead into that. Yeah. Which I do, I feel like that is like one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. Yeah, he lost the election right then and oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, yeah, I mean, the music in this movie is really fucking oh, yeah. good. The fucking song that the Soggy Bottom Boys come up with. It's like, great. I Dude, I think they won. I am a man. I think they won, like, Grammys for this. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a catchy song. Yeah. I can see why everyone's going crazy for it. Yeah. Throwing and their cornbread and molasses all over <laughs> the place. <laughs> um, you know, it's just like. It, and it, the, there is like this whole funny dynamic of like these guys are prisoners and they're and they're on the run from the law and they have no idea that meanwhile they're actually like becoming hugely famous. Yeah. And and they have no idea. So when they start singing and everyone like starts cheering and and they're and they're just like, what the hell? Why does everyone? Why is everyone cheering? Yeah. Why do people like this so yeah, much? Yeah. It's just so funny. And I love, dude. I fucking love when they go to the prison or mm-hmm. no, no, no. When when the prisoners come to the movie theater that Everett yes. and Delmar are at. Mm-hmm. And Pete at this time got like recaptured and uh, and he's sitting there and he's like, do not pursue the treasure. (laughs) And they're like fucking like basically like standing on top of the seats, like leaning over and they're like, what? (laughs) And he's like, do not pursue the treasure. (laughs) And they're just screaming so loudly. It's just it's the most ridiculous meta film um, and it's, in my opinion, I don't really know if I would say that the Coen brothers have ever made like a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I fucking love this movie. This is like one of my yes. favorite, like Coen brothers film. It's like this big Lebowski yes. and Fargo, like, you yeah, know, that's, it, you know, that's where you got it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I love, I'll always love when directors kind of like reuse a lot of like their characters, like, or a lot of actors like mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino or who, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson, whatever. Yeah, John Goodman, and you know, I just I just love when it's like, oh, yeah, all right, well, here we are again. It's yeah. gonna be another fucking funny ass man. We should do the Big Lebowski. I fucking love the Big Lebowski. <laughs> like, like literally, <laughs> yeah. I also top love it. top ten favorite films. Really? There there was like one month where like it was on Showtime. You watched like it once a week. Times. I I watched it. Every week yeah. for a month and a half. Yeah, it's a really good movie. And John Goodman in that movie is just so fucking great. And fucking Jeff Bridges, Jeff man. Jeff Bridges is the best. God damn, I yeah. love him. Yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be a little bit of a sh- shorter episode because this movie isn't nearly like as deep and poetic as like the ones that I normally choose. I kind of wanted to go a little bit lighthearted, especially since we did Silence. Um, yeah, that was a heavy one. real heavy, and this one's just like, it was a lot lighter and just a lot fun, a lot more fun. I give um, this seven and a half Dapper Dan cans out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a really really just fun film, and I think that if you if if you haven't seen it, I really do highly encourage that you do watch it. Um, it's just again, it's just a feel good kind of movie, mm-hmm. and there isn't d- d- just don't take it too seriously, you know. Um, all right. 
Frank, what do you have to recommend? I have a cool thing that I want to recommend. I don't think it's that cool. It's going to be pretty cool. I don't like it already. <laughs> so my girlfriend is, uh, I recommend my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone? <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> no, so my girlfriend is like really big into like secondhand things, like going out to like flea markets and stuff. And smoke. Um, and i found so we her and i went out to this like flea market that's like i guess kind of like a big deal in our area so if you're Mm -hmm. if you're not from around if you're if you the listener are not from where we are zach and i are in the hudson valley new york and we have i don't i think it's called the stormville flea market or something like that. yeah and it's kind of like a big deal like apparently it's been like on a t like a couple tv shows and stuff and it's just a popular one that a lot of people go to so i went there and i listen i am the worst person to go to one of these because i have for the longest time like hated all of that type of stuff i didn't i didn't like looking for like antiques Mm -hmm. and i was just like man i don't want to be here it's outdoors and last time i went there it was like 112 degrees out the sun beating down on me i'm like i just want to go yeah and like i just don't i don't want to be here and my girlfriend is just like the type of just like, nope, nope, nope. We're going to be here. Like, we're going to be in this and we're going to search through every fucking table. And we're yeah, gonna you go have something. a pickle and then you'll feel better. <laughs> they do have pickles. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, long story short, I highly recommend actually going to like one of these because there are some really amazing and interesting things to be found because it's set up in a way that everyone has like their own little tent booth area, whatever it is. And and dude, like I have, fa- I found some amazing pieces there mm-hmm. that, like, so I found a book that I'm, I'm, I'm mostly just going to be using it as decoration, mm-hmm. but I found a book that is a, a little book of like pes, uh, what is it? I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's, it's basically just a book of biblical hymns. Okay, and. It's got it's it's it was published and printed in 1911. Damn. And it's so it's over 100 years old mm-hmm. and it has so much fucking character and it looks absolutely incredible. And the like I opened it up and I could see the person who owned it. They signed their name and dated it. So it was like it was like October 12th, 1912. Damn. And it's just it's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just such like a beautiful piece of just like history, kind of you know. Um, and I found like this amazing hand drawn like picture of like this like nude woman, and and it's just gorgeous on this like old old paper, and it, 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 on the back it's dated like eighteen sixty. Like it's fucking incredible. <laughs> like it's beautiful, right? I got the book for like two fifty. And okay. I got and I got this like hand drawn like piece of artwork for like thirty five bucks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is amazing, and um yeah, so I like I I don't know man, like I just I'm like kind of falling in love now with like going out and like searching and like looking because there really is like like when you actually like go in and like really like step inside and like really start like going through everything and you're looking through everything, it's like you can find some really really amazing pieces and some really really cool shit that has like so much history to it. Yeah. Um. That's so, why, yeah. like, I've gone to a couple of them, and, like, I've found, like, a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. And they're mostly, like, um like books and, like, old school, like, action figures yeah. that, like, were before our time. And it's like, wow, look at this shit. Yeah, yeah. I really, I'm, I, I kind of, like, fell in love with it. And, you know, there are some people who, like, know what they have, and they're like, listen, like, this is, like, a World War II jacket, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
and they they charge like a lot for it. And then there's some cases where it's like they have no idea. They they don't know. They twelve don't care. bucks for a four thousand dollar item. <laughs> yeah, like you know, whatever it is, what it is. You know, you can really find some like beautiful treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, and then you just like meet some like interesting people that are running it, and I don't know. It's just like overall, like if you go on a good day. You, you can really walk away with some really cool shit and like tell some really cool stories of the people that you spoke to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend trying out, I guess, flea markets and stuff like that because you never know what you're going to find. And, uh, and I think that it's probably going to be worth your time. Yep. So, uh, that's what I recommend. Zach, what film are we doing next? Well, Frank, since, since. the next episode will fall into the October. October. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. So I think it's time to bring back spooky, scary skeleton stuff. Mm-hmm. And with that, First episode of this, I want to do Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, is that a horror film? Yeah. Oh. Have you ever seen it before? No. I think you'll like it. Uh-oh. I think it's it's I'm a really not cool. Like it. <laughs> it's a it's a little bit more of like an artsy horror film. Well, then I'm probably gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Like it it's more of like the zombie apocalypse as its first beginning. So like society is still like together oh, okay but they're doing stuff where it's like oh like if somebody's been bit here's like send them to quarantine or like after this point you got to put them down gotcha so i think you'll enjoy it all right cool so next episode we'll be doing maggie check all it right. out on amazon that's all i know that it's on <laughs> probably youtube <laughs> probably yeah all right cool um all right zach please 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 take us out all right guys thank you for listening now frank care for some gopher Ah, you know what? You know what? No, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm thinking, I thought that you were going to say, I'm going to end this no, now. No, I, I got it. No, I, no, all right, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, we got an R-U-N-N-O-F-T. <laughs>